All right. Uh, Kelly and Aram, uh, another thing I think we should have briefed you on, uh, we usually open with a song from the film, uh, oh, usually sung by Adam. Perfect. Oh. And uh, Adam is spoiled for choice here with uh, with great songs. So. Oh, with so many classic <laughs> musical songs. Uh, well, I was thinking, I was thinking if when I say clam bake, I, you know, maybe all of you at the same time can go gonna have a clam bake <laughs> that's that would very be, fun that that's would very be collaborative really yeah we'll get like everyone it. involved so if you're all ready i think we should just go into it <clears throat> clam bake clam bake clam bake clam bake yeah, I think that, I think that <laughs> works really well. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to your favorite uh, uh, whack movie podcast where we measure the whackness of movies. Uh, where is it whack? And uh, today we have a very special uh, boating uh, edition of our, <laughs> of our show. Uh, I'm joined by number 99, Seb. All aboard, Fantas. <laughs> oh, I remember to say it. <laughs> very cool. Uh, number 15 that coming, ca- coming from the side. That's catchphrase. He always says it. Uh, is, is Adam. Hey, Adam. Hey, hello. Hello. That's <laughs> and, my catchphrase. I always say that. <laughs> that's very cool. And we're joined by two uh, boating experts and boating veterans, Kelly Louie and Aram Collier. All right. Uh, yeah. And they host the Real uh, Asian podcast, uh, Backstory, a podcast that highlights a- uh, artists and issues relating to the Asian and Asian Canadian media landscape. Um, do you guys want to talk a little bit about your podcast and what you guys do and talk about on there? What do sure. we? Sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, so we started a Real Asian Backstory podcast about a year ago. Um you know, it's uh, kind of become the the like so l- like when I grew up in the 90s, it was like everybody was a DJ and I'm sure everybody before that was like, oh, I have a band. Mm-hmm. And so I guess like nowadays, uh, especially in COVID times, like, oh, I got a podcast. I started a podcast. <laughs> um, but uh, I swear we were talking about it, uh, doing it before COVID started. But I, I think it, it uh, you know, we talk to filmmakers, we talk about media, um, especially through the lens of uh um, Asian Canadian media and Asian diaspora, um, and and also we have a lot of dumb ideas. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's I, perfect for here. I <laughs> have to add that we also have a, a major stake in the the carb, the the carb conflict. Yes, yes. <laughs> we, we often we often we ask all of our guests uh, what their favorite carbohydrates are. So <laughs> it gets very heated at that point. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Aaron, yeah, Aram and I are varying uh, teams or I guess camps. So, yeah, we 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 kind of um, we we kind of uh, uh, established a, a truce recently because it was starting to get a little heated in our uh, chat channel. <laughs> what, what was the discussion? What was what was so heated? Uh, so yeah. I am. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we want to get. Okay. Get into this. Right no, now. I, mean, I think we gotta we gotta move this segment into our podcast because we've already introduced you to our classic boating segment that we do every week. Yes. So we need to have as many segments as possible in this episode. Okay. Well, 
we, uh, we, we have a kind of, uh, you know, ripped off the idea from uh, uh, inside the actor's studio to do like rapid fire questions. And then the last question was always, you know, instead of what's your favorite swear word, uh, like it's like if you had to choose. And this is something that we would do when we were in the office all the time. We'd be kind of like um, start shit and um, make somebody choose. And uh, so we'd just be like, oh, so we asked all our guests, if you had to choose one thing and you can only choose one, uh, would you choose rice, noodles, or bread? And uh, nobody's really choosing bread, which is too, which is a bit <laughs> unfortunate, but but Kelly and I are on, uh, uh, are staunchly or starchly on different sides of this of <laughs> nice. this camp. I I am I am totally team rice, yeah. and uh, <laughs> shooting, shooting yeah, razor yeah. beans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I am clearly team noodles, mm-hmm. and uh, I will have to share that I was on a noodle marathon for the past week, and I was telling Aram <laughs> that I had rice for the first time on the weekend, and I I will I will just briefly say i had a let's just say really upset stomach all weekend so oh. <laughs> i'm gonna blame it on the rice those are some harsh words I, you I'm, have so I'm, much I'm, I'm animosity my built up for rice already it's you take one bite of rice and it's like no it's, it's not a physical serve. reaction yeah I, yeah i i aram I, 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 I think i'm on your side i think i'm a rice first i'm sorry kelly <gasps> Same I mean, here. I like all three. None of them are bad. You know, they're, they're all versatile. You, can't you know, they're all great. But uh, I don't know. I definitely eat a lot more rice uh, than I do noodles or bread. Well, convenience should not need to be the only Because factor. I enjoy it. Because I enjoy it more. Because I enjoy it more. I didn't say anything about convenience. <laughs> You like it so much that you're eating it that often. Is that what you're saying? I eat it every meal because it's just the best food yet. I hear you on that. I'm also on the rice squad because I just it's so versatile. I had some yesterday. I had I had some a bit of it today uh, as well. You can just heat that up too. It's nice. It's good. It's nice. Yeah, you can't heat up a slice of bread. No. Uh, There's no way you can make bread warmer than it is when it is its own thing. Like there's no machine that you would mm. put bread exactly. in in order Not to one. like someone should to invent toast one it, for example. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Seb, yeah. what what uh which which is your favorite? Um, as I said on backstory, uh, on a soon to be released episode, I believe, mm. um, uh, with Khan, uh, I can't really Shout eat out. bread or noodles because of my um, uh, terrible stomach. Oh, so. true. So I'm true. kind of rice by default, though I love rice. I, I loved bread and butter as a kid. I love I love noodles in in the right context. <laughs> but but rice is your bread and butter. Uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's okay. You guys will have your uh, I guess noodle moment in the future. I, I'm sure of it. <laughs> oh, I've had noodle moments. I love noodles. So I'm, I'm not I'm not slandering noodles or bread when I say I like rice. Mm. They're all great. <laughs> Yeah, I. This is definitely a personal. I don't know how I'll feel for the show now. Yeah, it is very outnumbered right now. Um, yeah. but hopefully, we can all come back together to talk about the movie, uh, Clambake, nineteen sixty-seven. I've never heard of this movie before, and then I, I watched it. I was like, oh, there's this. There's a singer, a famous singer in this one. Uh, does anyone want to intro the movie and like there tell was? me about? There was. I think it's Elvis. Which singer? Oh, there is oh, a yeah. singer in this movie. Yeah. 
It's kind of like um, a personal <laughs> musical, like just him uh, <laughs> singing along. So I, 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 um, I guess I'm responsible for making this pick, and I, I guess it had been a, a bit of the, uh, you know, this like long quest to actually watch this film. Um, the provenance of like where I came to it was from, uh, like Conan O'Brien. Uh, you know, he had his when he first had his show in like 1993 or something. Like I, I think I was in high school, and I started watching it then. And and at some point on the show, uh, he mentioned um, he mentioned the Elvis movie Clambake and specifically um, the musical sequence Confidence, which hopefully we can talk about, um, which is uh, I mean, talk about set pieces. Now, that is a set piece. Um, so, no expense. So I guess I had always been curious about this film um, and. And I think uh, when we were told that uh, y'all wanted uh, party movies, I was like, well, I believe a clam bake is a party. So <laughs> no one knows. Yeah. I had to Google what it was. No one knows what that means. <laughs> they were all talking about it. And I was like, oh, I should know what this means to continue this movie. I know now. Well, they're going to have that, a clam bake. That, they yeah. say it from this first song. We're going to have a clam bake. <laughs> it's self explanatory. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is a good reminder that we forgot to intro our new party series entitled. Wow. I was thinking, I got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first episode of our new mini series about party movies. Um, uh, all the fans are really excited. They've been looking forward to this one for, uh, for years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a title idea. Tell me what you all think. So when I was thinking of parties, I was thinking, what's, you know, what's the first thing you think of when you think of parties? Obviously, Chuck E. Cheese. So maybe like Whack E. Cheese. Mm. Seb's nodding. I, Seb's I, nodding. I, no, I'm not. I don't. <laughs> hmm. Maybe something, <laughs> something more movie. We're movie. We do mm. movies. What about Project Whack? Like Project X, mm. but it's like. The Not whack. Bad. Oh, we need a we, pun in it. Okay, Funke, mm -hmm. Chuck E. Cheese does involve movies. Chuck E, the E stands for entertainment. Oh, yes. Oh. I, I never knew that. Charles Entertainment Cheese. That's his full oh. name. Well, we can, come, we can come back to the title. Yeah. Uh, I love okay. that rationale, Aram, because I feel like my whole life has been a quest to understand jokes. And sometimes when you hear a joke and everybody laughs at it and you don't understand, it's a very powerful feeling <laughs> to not to not feel included in that. And I would always ask my parents to explain every joke that I didn't understand when we watch a show. And that's how I learned about the world. That's <laughs> that's why I don't know anything. I, I feel I learned about the world watching Clamp Bake and, uh, and I, I have a small part of my life fulfilled now. So um for better or for worse. <laughs> has uh, has anyone else seen this movie before or heard of it? Uh, no. Never. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I had no clue. When you suggested when you suggested clam bake, I had no clue what you were talking about. It's well, you messaged exciting. me. It's exciting. We're watching you, yeah. clam bake and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> okay, let me look this one up. <laughs> and I was I was very surprised to see. I didn't know that he did any movies, Elvis. I thought he was like just a singer. But uh, I guess he 
moved into that scene as well. Um, do you want to hop into maybe a Seb's summary corner for people who haven't seen the movie? Could I have an Elvis-inspired theme song? Uh, yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> get one going. Um, uh, Adam, do you want me to get the beat for you? Do you want to do a little... You, you were already doing Elvis's voice. You can... <laughs> okay. Uh, <Don't> push... <laughs> you you uh, were ready. Okay, uh, let me go. Seb's uh, summary uh, corner. <laughs> yeah, that is it. Uh, thank here. you. <laughs> that, was, that was really good. That was really good. Uh, the king is alive and well. Um, <laughs> Clambake is about a oil heir, <laughs> played by Elvis, who is a, um, a, you know, upset that he can never tell if women really like him for him because he has so much money. And so he's driving around and he decides to switch places with a uh, auto mechanic who is maybe also a ski instructor at a local resort or is that a he just also assumes that person's identity i think it's a, that's i'm not a really sure no he was he was yeah, yeah. He, had to be a, yeah, yeah. he was going yeah. it's the same dude yeah. okay. water water skiing by yeah. the way yeah right okay water skiing instructor and um elvis and this dude uh kind of just hang out at this resort um and elvis tries to find a woman who, who likes him specifically a uh, woman who is after another rich uh, heir who uh, sells pajamas. And there's also a boat race at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, other things happen, but they, they're kind of unrelated to each other. Um, I, I really just loved at the beginning that they became uh, like best friends instantly. Like mm-hmm. they met at like a gas station or something. And then they were just like, yeah, let's trade lives and commit to this for like an extended period of time. That was very, very cool. They each had what each other needed, so uh, I, I think uh, you know sometimes relations uh, r- relationships are transactional, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> they traded clothes, they traded everything, they traded uh, uh, Elvis's uh, Corvette 1959 Chevy Corvette Stingray XP87. I looked it up. <laughs> wow! 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 Um, Elvis did question his uh, fashion choices, but mm-hmm. I think they were pretty pretty minimals friends which is kind of nice <laughs> yeah they got That's along a- they got along well off the top sorry sebby what were you gonna say no i was just gonna point to how all of this is exemplified in the first song who needs money mm-hmm. which has the lyric that mm-hmm. i love so much i wrote down i'm wow. on track for lots of kissing so all those greenbacks i won't be missing you know <laughs> that i i thought that song was pretty amazing because they they will manage to work in so many financial terms like (laughs) liquid liquid assets and taxes and i mean i wish i had the lyrics in front of me he had some bars about income tax and i was like how did you rhyme yes (laughs) i actually unironically liked uh interest doesn't interest me (laughs) i thought that was cute there were there was there were some good lyrics on that song and i thought i okay i think that was probably my favorite song uh in in the entire movie i think uh it's a very kind of classical, like music, musical thing to like, you know, there's this central conceit of the song or central topic of the song, money, what's our relationship to money? And then there's these two characters that kind of have these like, you know, polarized, is that right? Was that the right word? You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Polarized kind of relationship to that like core uh, 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 song concept. It's cool. It's, I don't know. Yeah. We establish yeah. each of the characters relationship to money and establish their wants. It's. Kind of accomplishing both of their I want song in one 
in one go. I, I was into it. I was into that song. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was definitely curious, like, I don't know if this is getting too far ahead, but what, what people's favorite songs were from, from the movie. Hmm. Oh, I'd love hmm. to, I would love to talk favorite songs. Cause I, Oh, you know, I don't know now. I, I thought I knew. I liked the one where he was, where the, his wife at the end was like, uh, I'm going to marry this other guy. And then he went into the woods and he was just like oh. singing by himself. Yeah. That, one was, that nice. was pretty cool. Um, and it felt very genuine. And the other ones were super yeah. like showy. Yeah. I, that didn't really resonate with me, but the one where he was just like looking and yearning into the distance. That was very cool. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. That one was, that one was nice. That one was earned. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I have to say, I, I, I kind of like Clambake, uh, the, the, the title song. Um, it's a total earworm. <laughs> at least the, at least the chorus is. <laughs> when, when we started this, everybody knew the chorus, right? We did. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the call and response. They've got it down. Yeah. It's like, uh, if you're, if you're writing a, a musical check, uh, earworm song. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, and the title I, track and the title. Sorry. Oh yeah, sorry, no, go ahead, you, go ahead. Go on. No, no. no I was please, just please. gonna say I, <laughs> that just makes me think of when you first see the title and it like shakes when you see the credits at the front. Like yeah. I, I don't know. Whenever okay, that doesn't really make sense, but visually gets you hyped up. Yeah, it gets you hyped up. When I think about the song, I think about that. But um, gets the people going. Anyway, absolutely. No, and it's good. I think the the title song has to be something really catchy so that anytime you think about the movie, even if you just think about the title of the movie, you start singing along. That, that's, a, that's a great plus for any musical, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Seth. I don't know anything about music, but I was kind of sure disappointed. You do. Come on. No, I don't. <laughs> I was kind do. of disappointed. Maybe it's just me. I was hoping there would be more like actual rock songs, like the Elvis songs that I'm more familiar with. And it seemed like most of them were, I don't know if ballads is the right word, but they were definitely like more low energy. And uh, I don't know. The only one that like had more energy other than Clambake was the one where they were making the car. But the lyrics of that oh. and the context were so gross. So bad. That oh, it was you, hard you, to enjoy. Oh, you're talking about hey, 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 right? <laughs> yeah. Which like I, I mean, because I was also gonna ask, like, what what was people's uh, worst worst song and worst <laughs> like set piece? And that has got to be the one that well, the one that like most exemplifies the like terrible misogyny in this film. Like <laughs> it's just pervasive through everything in this film. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's pretty gross. I would go to bad for confidence being really bad. Yeah. Confidence, yeah. confidence, <laughs> confidence was the one where I messaged the Slack and I was like, what did he just say? <laughs> like, he was like, <laughs> the confidence of Christopher Columbus when he yes. discovered America. And all the kids were like, oh boy, yeah, he did it. I should be confident From like f- him. Definitely from the first line that, uh, <laughs> that yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, I think that, um, you know, Elvis was doing these movies and I, this is probably a stage where he's starting to definitely phone it in. Um, and, and he's well known for that. So, uh, the lack of good songs, uh, and the shitty ass movie, um, (laughs) definitely indicative of that, that period, I think. I would say it was shocking to me. I've never seen an Elvis movie, but it was it was legitimately shocking how little charisma he had and what a bad actor he was. He didn't I, want I to I couldn't act. believe it. He didn't want to. 
I felt like he didn't want to. When he was like looking at people <laughs> and they like they said something to him that was very impactful. Like he was just like straight faced, like just looking <laughs> at a distance. I was like, dang, Elvis, come on, dude. What you doing? It's cashing checks. Yeah. I think that's what he was trying to yeah. do. <laughs> I did look up. Well, I read the Wikipedia page of this movie because I do find it fascinating in a lot of ways. And the context around it was kind of sad. It's like one of the later ones. um, And he it was the end of his contract. And he was like the studio was like really tightly controlling his life and wanted him to go on diet pills and stuff. And he was like stressed about the quality of his his movies. And one thing it said on the Wikipedia is that he, he was like getting really into studying different things and they told him that he couldn't read like they didn't want him to read other books and just focus on the movie and they, and they said that it's unclear if he did that or not but like imagine like getting that directive and stuff so mm. was kind of yeah. sad and it said that he considers this his worst movie so i'm trying not to like paint all elvis movies with the same brush mm-hmm. not but that you know, elvis was a good guy himself or anything well you know that's kind of interesting uh information because like could you draw a parallel between uh that what you just said and and the the character itself trying to uh try to spread his wings and get out from mm-hmm. the shadow of his of his father um well yeah and to be like understood as like a human mm-hmm. being rather than just like kind of as this icon or symbol or, or whatever there's something there there's something there yeah, yeah. it's weird because Sorry. So I, I was just going to say, like, I I don't really like Elvis, like, I, just as a figure. Um, uh, it was, so it was strange to, like, watch a full movie, like, with him, like, as, a, as the main central character. I just, like, have... I, I remember just reading about him taking rock and roll and, like, allegedly, like, plagiarizing some songs from black artists over the years um, and kind of, like, blowing up after that. And then just, like, seeing him kind of... I guess skyrocket that success into like multiple movies, like a whole, like, I guess repertoire of movies that seems kind of messed to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the fact that he is like called the King of rock when, yeah. yeah. So he stole a lot of his music from black artists and yeah. Elvis and not, not only the songs, not only the songs, but also his whole stage persona as well right. too. the, like, the right. way he moved and whatnot. It was absolutely like taken from black artists. So, um yeah yeah it it definitely it also just made me think of like um justin bieber dropped a new album called uh, justice recently uh <laughs> and another pop star but like in this one he, he seems to really be leaning into like r&b and other and rap and like other black uh styles and he also has like a lot of black features it, it's just strange to me that like people can just profit off of this so easily and it's still like a thing today I'm just like, damn, like that stuff doesn't really change. Um, mm-hmm. But that, yeah, sorry. That was just in my mind while I was watching this. I was like, dang, this guy got got a check for this and he's like barely acting. Like, I understand the, the circumstance, <laughs> but like, oh, brother. <laughs> kind of upsetting. Yeah. Actually, on that, sorry, on a, like another film, have you have you guys seen M- Marini's Black Bottom? That. No, I, no, I haven't yeah, seen it. It's on Netflix now and... Not to promote Netflix or anything. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's yeah a really strong film that, that just speaks to, like, I think, um, you know, thinking about, uh, one, what does it mean for, you know, 
creatives of, of color to have agency and have like a hold on the, on their work and be able to like put that out there. But at the same time, you know, the ways that um, the industry like commodifies that work and um, for sure um, the ways that I guess um, white artists also co- co-opted and all those things. So yeah, I would recommend watching it. It is a heavy watch. So not nothing like uh, a clam bake or nothing like a, a party, <laughs> but definitely, yeah, put that on your radar. Yes. Yeah, I watched the first half of that. It's good so far. Chad Chadwick Boseman's uh, last film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say Clambeak is so boring that it kind of becomes a heavy watch. <laughs> not in the same way, obviously, but it's not like fun. Like it's not like there is a story they set up that is interesting that they kind of just noodle around with, but it's also not really like enough of like a hangout movie where you have fun just hanging around with the characters and watching them do nothing. Kind of just in the middle, I thought. I might counter that. So uh, for for my job, I had to preview a very, very slow movie uh, and a very long movie today. And um, it's beautiful. It had lots of great shots of flowers, um, be- like coastal. City. I don't even know what the story was. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? Uh, I need to go back and finish Clambake. <laughs> it was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm back into this because then it, then it, it, it's uh, where I had to pick it up was the, uh, the orange bull regatta boat race, um, which is not a great sequence, <laughs> but no. uh, very drawn out. Um, uh, and, 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 and very much uh, narrated by the uh, uh, the person calling announcer, the yeah, yeah the announcer. It's hilarious. Is like, why don't you just recap the whole movie <laughs> for, the, for the people who haven't been paying attention? I, I'm going to counter that counter and say that's because you started it. Like I guess like return to the film at that point. But I think for myself, I was like. Let's get to the regatta. <laughs> like, what's the next thing in this film? I need to get there. I, I really liked the regatta plot line, mm-hmm. though. It, it gave the movie at least something to get to. You know, uh, that old, you know, something, you know, a chase scene in the third act or something. Um, so, and it gave it gave uh, Elvis a good reason to flex his uh, science his science brain. And the goop. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought they sort of fumbled it, though, because I, I never felt like that ricotta scene. Ricotta? Ricotta? Ricotta's food. <laughs> I, pre- I prefer ricotta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that the name of a party also? Clambake? Ricotta? Clambake's food? That's the line I was trying to draw. Never mind. You know, some oh. jokes don't hit. Some jokes don't hit. Uh, that, <laughs> I thought... <laughs> I thought they kind of fumbled the regatta scene because I thought that that narrator that you're mentioning, Aram, the uh, commentator, is so unenthused, and all the reaction <laughs> shots, all the reaction shots into the crowd, it's kind of you know a similar thing. They don't feel very hyped. They don't feel. I think his I friend. Like, I, I just his friend that's sure, pretending sorry, to be okay, him is so hyped the whole time. Like he's at the edge of his seat and he's eating popcorn. He's the like, most hyped. Oh he's my the gosh! Most, yeah. Whoa. I liked his performance. He's giving, he's at least giving the race some sort of like, yeah, energy and stakes and forward momentum. Otherwise, I just feel like I'm seeing people on water and an unenthused (laughs) commentator. Yeah. And uh, again, it's clam bake and like, you know, 
it's not trying to be like this high stakes thing but the the race really doesn't have much to do with anything like his dad's already proud of him this girl already likes him like yeah it just feels like i'd like i mean i hope he wins the race i guess but it's like he and the he and the guy seem similar like well, he it, and the other it's funny race. because the announcer uh keeps keeps referring to the boat's rebuilt rebuilt hull He's like, we're going to have to see if the boat's rebuilt hull is going to hold up. And I swear he said it like three or four times. And he had I wrote, me worried. Might as well call the movie Rebuilt Hull. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm curious. Um, in uh, On Is It Whack, do you talk about uh, whether a movie is good or bad? Or because... I think one of the reasons why I was like really uh, dragging my feet of whether we should talk about this movie is because I kind of knew going in, but like at least my definition of whack is like, it's going to be pretty obvious uh, that this is going to, this is not going to turn out well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, sorry, Seb, did you want to explain whack? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, wackness is whatever you want it to be. And like, yeah, I definitely see your, your point. Like this is a whack movie and thank you for bringing it in. Like, <laughs> like there's no debate. There's no, no debate here. <laughs> no, 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 no. It is quite strange. I think the, the scene that was the wackest to me was the clam bake scene, the big clam bake. Um, I just didn't know what was going on. I didn't know why they're dancing like that. Or they were like on the rooms and just like doing this. There's some I, wild like, dancing in that. It's like yeah, it, it's it's yeah. it's just like a window to another time. I was wondering, you know, mm -hmm. um, like did people really dance like that back then? And were they so hyped <laughs> to dance like that, like to do that whole thing? Dang. On, on the clam bake, I felt like I saw more roasted chick roasting chickens. Roasted were those chickens? being roasted <laughs> <Think> so? <laughs> like, i don't know what they were eating to be honest i thought they were clams <laughs> i don't yeah. know if i, I saw mean it, it. So wait like if, if people are not going to bother to watch it which uh you know um <laughs> i think it, it's definitely that kind of like uh quote unquote like tiki aesthetic you know like definitely going for that and I mean, there's definitely lots of other appropriations that are happening here. And I, mm -hmm. you know, there's also the like Arabian Nights uh, lounge. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So weird. Um, but I, I, I mean, in terms of like set pieces, I, I, I don't know. I, I, the clam bake set piece was so weird and confidence was like objectively so like, what the fuck yeah. that uh, <laughs> uh, they're, they're fascinating in their whackness to me. Yeah. I feel like, to answer your earlier question, I feel like we probably spend too long on trying to argue if we like it or not on this podcast. But I do think it's interesting to try and like interrogate why, you know, it didn't work for us or whatever. And then hopefully in the process, highlight some some wackness and, and all that. Mm -hmm. In yeah. uh, the clam bake sequence, I feel like there's the one camera movement that has energy in this movie. <laughs> Where Elvis jumps on the trampoline and you don't know it's a trampoline until he jumps on it. <laughs> and like kind of effortlessly like ends up on this thing. And I was like, whoa. That was like a, a tenth of the budget. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get this, guys. We got to get this. Get the shot. Get the shot. 
<laughs> and there are other moments in that sequence that I think are shockingly like lazy. Like there's a part where he's hiding behind a big mask. Yes. Like there's a woman behind a mask and then he hides behind it and he's not behind it. You can see him. <laughs> and if he moved a little to the left or, or whatever, then the shot would work, but it just doesn't work. Like you can see what they're trying to do and weird. You got to you got to make sure Elvis is still getting some screen time. <laughs> One behind a mask. <laughs> Need Elvis's face in every shot. Oh my God. Yeah, I think I was reading that um it was like he would like I guess his scenes were shot in LA, but um I guess any of those scenes in Miami were just like a dub like someone else as his oh. like, double, so it wasn't even Yeah, it wasn't oh, even wow. Elvis. Yeah. That is wild. That makes a lot. That makes Which a lot of seems... sense. I mean, all the stuff on the water, I assumed, was a yeah. double because yeah. it's just always shot so far away, and then it's yeah, clearly in front of a green screen whenever it goes to him. Which I didn't <laughs> mind. I kind of liked how that looked actually. I thought that. Was so cool. so I I I really wanted to talk about rear projection um, because I uh, I teach a class and I've been trying to get my students to do rear projection. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I'm trying to do this like weird effect and or like I need to get this location, but I don't know if I can get it. I'm like, every time they ask me, I'm like, rear projection. Do you know about rear projection? Okay, <laughs> let me send you a YouTube clip about rear projection. And none of them did it. So um, I I am totally fascinated by this very, you know, classic uh, method of uh, shooting things that uh, cheaply. And I, I tried to do a, a rear projection count, but I stopped at about six or, <laughs> six or seven. Um, but obviously, the rug, the whole regatta is uh, rear projection. But I, I, I liked how the at least the uh, the the real life uh, double that was on the water was wearing the same clothes as Elvis. Mm -hmm. I thought that was <laughs> that was respectable. Mm -hmm. um, like I didn't totally phone it in, you know. Right. For anyone who doesn't know, do you want to explain a bit about rear projection? Yeah, uh, I mean, there's a few ways to do it. Um, but it's kind of like if you watch the old movies and they're driving in a car um, and the background looks like off, you know, it, it kind of matches, but not really. Um, that's because there is an image being projected behind them or to the rear of them that... Uh, is providing the background space. And, um, but people still use it for lots of driving scenes now. Um, and it's a way to, you know, kind of cheaply do, um, yeah, cheaply pull off putting somebody in, in a certain situation for, uh, yeah, for budget reasons or making it also safer too. So you don't have people actually driving around. Um, but also, you know, I think there's a lot of people who have used it for um, more creative uses. Uh, there's that, uh, I haven't watched it, but there's that movie called Tesla with Ethan Hawke that has a lot of rear projection in it. Um, there's a Canadian film called The Waiting Room, like six years ago, they had some nice rear projection scenes in it. So um, yeah, you can see people using it in a creative way too, which is why, that's why I was trying to get my students to do it. It's, uh, yeah. It's cool. It rules. Like I, I think it's a it's a smart DIY way to uh, yeah shoot a lot of stuff you otherwise wouldn't. And like you're saying, like yeah, I, it, you know, it can be used for great creative effect as well. There's this kind of like uh, I don't know, immediately dream kind like. of like surreal, like yeah, dream like kind of uh, feeling. It always gives me whenever I see it, even when it's used like you know, for its, you know, to not create that effect at all. Like in this movie, it, 
I still kind of immediately was hit with that dreamlike surreal kind of uh, reaction, which it does admit that. I don't know. It's cool if you use that in an intentional way. Then, mm-hmm. yeah, this, this is a great effect. I think, yeah, I think it definitely holds up very well. Um, I was thinking about this in terms of like video games and stuff because I read about that a bunch. But like the, I I love when like people make stuff uh, in a style that like holds up years in 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 the future. Like stuff like pixel art or like Y two K kind of like early two thousand stuff that just still pops and is still like in a distinct style and is is developed in that way so that it just like kind of lives on forever. Like this that that's one of the few parts of that where it was just like yeah, this really feels fun and it also i don't know it doesn't feel like it was filmed in the 60s like it is pretty like hazy i enjoyed that i also think uh the set designers of any of the physical sets went off even (laughs) you know a lot of it's very tasteless and whatever but the one that blew me away it's like everything in the hotel looks so elaborate but even when they go to like the oil baron's office and everything is like oil stuff, like there's like <laughs> little mini like oil like towers and, and horns everywhere. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I think on that also made me think a lot about the other soundscape of like everything needs to be announced, like turning on the light or off. There's that little sound <laughs> that you get. I don't know. It just like made, just made me think about like, oh, um, you know, we know everything that's happening. We know, and I, I don't know what to say more about it. But yeah, there's a lot of weird dubbing and stuff yeah. too, especially and, in know, like musical sequences. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, this movie is kind of like the Elvis's character, Elvis characters, like, uh, like dreamlike scenario. So you know, <laughs> dreamlike um, backgrounds. Uh, see the link i'm drawing it's a that's a you know intentional connected (laughs) yep this is actually a masterpiece i can see that working because everything goes his way in this movie his dad comes just to tell him how proud he is (laughs) of him (laughs) and they win because elvis knows about this polymer that was made while he worked at the company well he helped uh like improve it too right I, i mean the 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 relationship with the father is so easily reconciled. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah. The like efficiency. They're like, you know, what? we're gonna wrap this up in one scene. You know, whereas like <laughs> mo- most movies, that would be the like the the central theme, like the you know the father son dynamic and um, never living up to expectations. Like, no, I'm really proud of you, son. Yeah. Well, they have to fight immediately <laughs> just before that. It. And the, it seems like their voices are raising. And then he's like, what? I was always proud of you. And then Elvis is like, yeah, really? They're like, wow, that was nice. And they walk away. That was very fast. So good. Um, I, I, you know, Seb, you brought up, uh, you know, one, one shot. Um, the the shot that blew me away in this movie uh was in in the confidence set piece um when when it goes when it goes upside down do you remember that yeah i do yeah. I, I remember that that was so weird yeah. like yeah whose perspective is this and why <laughs> <laughs> uh, kids i don't know maybe on the monkey that, bars or yeah, something like that a kid watching I right, get, right that blew me away that that set piece was just so weird and obviously offensive. Um, <laughs> it didn't disappoint, I guess, in that respect. <laughs> it's it's so, that yeah, it was so bizarre. I mean, it's obviously offensive. It starts off with a Christopher Columbus thing. They're kind of 
there there's the weird cutaway to the western movie yeah. after this part where they're like mocking uh native people do you remember that what was up with yeah. the cut to the western it's the only time where there's anything like that in the movie oh they, yeah, they yeah. i just assumed they really liked war and were pretending to like yeah. shoot people i i it lost me there yeah. i was I've seen a little bit of stuff like that in old comedies, and I feel like it's like the equivalent of like in a vine now. I was thinking about that when that happened, like, or or in a TikTok, it'll just cut to like a clip from something, and it's like, oh, that's hilarious. It's reminding you of a clip. Mm. You know, I feel like they did it another time in here. I can't remember. Um, oh, when the dolphin, when uh, the guy makes like joke about oh, flipper, yeah. and it just cuts to stock footage of a dolphin, and it's like, oh, that's you know, related to the scene. And it might be hilarious if you, you know, you're watching this in the sixties and you know, about flipper. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Super but, weird. But yeah, it's just kind of like beyond all the, uh, you know, offensiveness of that scene. I, I, I don't, I don't really get it from a story or character perspective. I guess he, it's about him trying to find, con- that, uh, this is a genuine question. I, What's, I, what is the song all I, about? I think it's just a, another example of Elvis, being like a good guy you know like oh look Mm. he can play with children and he can encourage them and i don't know it was so messed up and conveniently (laughs) you know his lady interest comes by and i guess learns a bit more of his one-dimensional character than he is (laughs) his character of being the coolest richest guy in the world most genuine and sweetest guy ever and he's good with children so. <laughs> you really can have it all. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, what you said about a song being earned, like that's like the opposite. It's like there's a girl who we've never seen before on a slide. And that's that's the thing of the song. He's going to sing to get her down the slide. Yeah. Well, she went from not wanting to go down a slide and then she turned out turned into like the kid from the Sia video. <laughs> like <laughs> she's like she kept doing these like twirls and stuff. That was pretty uh Oh yeah, she was uh, doing some some Elvis things. confidence will go a long way. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that makes sense. I guess it is like yeah, just a you know, another song to talk about how cool Elvis is. That was the <laughs> that was the funny thing about the movie for me. It's it it is a uh I guess star vehicle in 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 some ways. Uh, maybe not a star vehicle because they're just cashing the Elvis checks at this point. He's already pretty established, but it's definitely supposed to be banking on like the charisma of Elvis and the already like you know the audiences will love him, so put him in this. Uh, but he's so he's so just sleepwalking through the whole thing, which you know you mentioned before, Seb, why that might have been the case. Uh, it just makes it just makes for a really interesting watch. It's like it's all designed to be about how cool he is, but it's such an uncharismatic performance. It's like low low key cool, I guess. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's, I guess he's that's keeping the, a low profile. <laughs> that's you know, the charitable uh, way to yeah, view it. Pretending to be somebody. He's really else. chill. <laughs> the the guy who plays uh, him. I guess uh, the the guy who <laughs> assumes his persona, Scott Hayward, uh, I feel like he's very excited and very all over the place and is pretty goofy in comparison to like Elvis's stone cold, cool guy thing. And I, I do enjoy that pairing. I think it's I think it's always funny. Uh, and, and in the scenes like when Elvis was was making his invention 
for boats uh and then his friend was just like making coffee in the same thing i like that gag. That was, that you really like funny. that gag okay so i i, I liked I, it i thought I, it was yeah. funny I, I made a list of bad gags oh um, no but I think I stopped <laughs> making the list after a while because I was like, I can't do it. But the lab lab making coffee gag didn't do it for me. Uh, the 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 cigarette rolling gag, uh, the olives in the cleavage gag. Oh, uh, not a good. Um, one. And, and and which actually that the olives in the cleavage gag gave me uh, another category, which I called the uh, abort count. So uh, <laughs> moments in the movie that I considered stop, uh, I considered to turn it off. <laughs> so so uh, olives and cleavage was the first one. Uh, the I think the first water skiing sequence. Um, oh God! The the weird James Jameson get the girl water skiing uh, sequence yeah. was weird uh, and messed up. And then the whole, Hey, Hey, Hey sequence, like yeah. all my, uh, like <laughs> turn it off list. Um, however, uh, bad gag list did, um, result in one good gag. Uh, I, and I messaged Kelly this. I love the, uh, <laughs> I call karate. <laughs> I love that part. That made the good. Yeah. <laughs> that I love that part. <laughs> And then Elvis whacks him, yeah. and then it's over. Yeah. You know, I love that. I I quite like that. That was a good gag. Also, there is a. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. I was just gonna say that guy he punched looks like his friend. I. It was just they, very yes, horrible. They do. They really like, do. Why would you cast a guy that looks just like this guy to be the guy <laughs> that you're not pretending to be? And yeah, <laughs> I, I would say that that also when I think when you first see them at the Arabian Nights lounge and you. Yeah, I, I think for the longest time I assumed it was his friend, but it was the pajamas guy. The pajamas. James Jameson. Well, that I think there is a joke that on paper is good that I think Elvis destroys with his delivery, which is like when they're hanging out in the hotel room, his friend is like, This guy is in jammies. And Elvis is like, he's in them, in the jammies. That's not a terrible joke, but Elvis just says it so flatly that I was watching it with Luke and I was like, that's not a bad joke. And he's like, that was a joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but on the coffee gag, I think another thing that I was just noticing was just like, okay, that scene was tense for me because I was like, oh my gosh, he has no safety gear on. What is he doing? And, oh my God, he's drinking it now. <laughs> What's going to happen? Um, but there were other scenes where I was like, no safety here. Uh, when uh, Elvis is riding with, uh, I don't remember her name, but the lady in dress, and they don't have helmets. Diane? Yes, Diane. And they don't wear helmets on the bike. But yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they were safe because it was just rear projection. <laughs> it's okay. It's rear projection. <laughs> Should you be wearing helmets on um, on skis also, on water skis? Shouldn't you be wearing – that seems like – you fell off a water ski going that fast. I've heard of water ski accidents, but I don't Has know Has anyone how. here water skied before? Never. No. It looks fun. In this movie, it made it look very fun. I was like, I wish I was doing that right now. That would be awesome. I kneeboarded once. Is that like on water? Yeah. Oh, oh. 
I think it's a lot easier than water ski. Mm. I was confused. She would take her foot out of the water ski. Where did the ski go? I, I think she. You could have the one like wider, one water oh, ski or skis. Yeah, yeah, I was confused by that too. But. Yeah, because remember when he showed up with the ski to uh, James Jameson's room when when <laughs> oh, Jameson right. was trying to make right, his move? Right. It was kind of like a like a six inch wide mm. like ski. Mm. Yeah, right. So you think water skiing looks cool? Yeah, I I think it I think it seems lame. I I, I don't. I I, I think going somewhere <laughs> to water ski seems lame. But if I was nearby and like that was like I could just hop in a water ski and like someone could drive, that would be sick. <laughs> if it was convenient. if some if you were if you were just uh, carrying on in your day and somebody said, "Hey, you want a water ski?" You'd yeah. be like, "Yeah." Like, like I got the boat, I got the lake. I would absolutely take them up on it. If it was the but making a plan, yeah, but making a plan to water ski. I mean, it's no surfing. <laughs> surfing is like the the coolest, the coolest thing. Totally, it's it's certainly no surfing, but, but I think it's still pretty cool. Surfing to me seems impossible. Like I can't mm. think of like how to move my body on and like also take the wave into account and not fall at the same time. Has anyone surfed here? Mm. I boogie boarded once. I've done all the worst versions. All <laughs> <laughs> the easier versions. I did that once as well. That is so much fun. So fun. Wait, which one's boogie boarding? You just lie down oh, on your okay. on your that stomach. Does, yeah, that does sound stomach. really fun. Wow. Mm. I was a kid. One of the best days ever. <laughs> Swimming around. Yeah, I like that we're doing this party series like when we can't have parties. Um, <laughs> it's 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 good. Like it's simulating the the joy of the party. I I felt the vibes at, at the clam bake. Um, do, do we want to go into the whack actor avenue? Oh yes, let's take a walk. Do so we... this this is a segment we do where we just talk about uh, performances uh, that Ooh. we you know want to highlight. Uh, either good or bad or whack, the malleable term that it is, um, or actors we like uh, that were in this. Uh, I didn't know any of the actors, so I have nothing I to say. I recognized that, one it. person. <laughs> Same. And the, the, Elvis? <laughs> other than Elvis, the Jammies guy is uh, Bill Bixby, who played the Incredible Hulk on the old Incredible Hulk TV oh. show. Oh, what? Oh, I, I thought, didn't, wow. I didn't uh, put that together. Yeah. I thought he was okay in this. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to highlight um, uh, Diane, the yeah. actor who played Diane, Shelley Fabaris, or Fabaris, um, who, like, uh, she was uh, on Coach, which was a series in the late 80s and 90s uh, about a football coach. <laughs> but she was really good in that. And uh, I thought she was pretty good in this movie, all things considered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not much of a character, but uh, no. she's going to rest. <laughs> yeah, she was, you know, yeah. she's. She reminded me so much of Isla Fisher. I thought she looked exactly like Isla Fisher. Hmm. Maybe just me. I think she's also like doing voice voice acting. I think she's like Martha Kent in a whole bunch of animated things right now. Oh, cool! Wow. Oh no, sorry. In the early two thousands, not okay. now. I was like, wow, what? <laughs> and late nineties. Sorry, sorry. I didn't look at the timestamp there. Or the dates. 
Um, yeah, I said it earlier. That's still, but... rel- that's still relatively now. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> uh, I, I said it earlier, but the guy who played Tom Wilson, um, I thought that was a very good performance. He's very excited and just like all over the place. Uh, very. I, I was always invested in his antics, I guess, uh, when it was slower with Elvis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, it's 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 tough for anyone who's performing in this film because, yeah, there isn't much character. And also, in pretty much every scene, you have to act off of sleepwalking <laughs> Elvis. Mm. But, uh, you know, there are people, there's people who try. They, they, they're trying. They're trying. I actively liked the dad. Mm. I thought mm. it, that was an actual, like, fun performance. I mean, it's not like you haven't seen a character like that before. <laughs> but I, I thought he was, he was having a fun time. He was fun to watch. Yeah. I like the scene where the dad interacts with Tom Wilson playing Scott uh, Hayward. Yeah. That was a very drawn out, but in the best way. I felt like I was like, okay, this is this is going to happen, and I'm glad it's happening now. Uh, I think they both played very, <laughs> very funny. Um, like, yeah, you know that I guess their persona is going to be revealed, but uh, I like that it happened then, and he was also, like, talking up the dad when the dad was right in front of him. It was played well. Let's play nice. That may be the uh, the end of the avenue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess. No, come on. There's other people. Who else is in this? Who else was in this? The bartender is kind of fun, I guess. (laughs) Uh, The owner of the Burton Boat Company. Anybody? Anybody? Oh, very flat. I thought. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it wasn't his fault, I guess. Just a boring character. (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to think of anyone else, but was he? Did was... he imply at one point that Elvis was like a son to him? Yes, yeah. he yeah. did. That was nice. Yeah, they're knowing each other for a day. <laughs> I know. Well, I, that's what I was curious. I was like, how long? Like, what is what is the date range of this film? Like, how long does what does this take place over? Like a week, three days, two days? I, I felt like it was like a week. Yeah, I thought it. Yeah, well, now that I'm thinking about it, wasn't there the one line where they talk about how the the uh, ricotta is two weeks away? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, half, half oh but I did. It did feel like it was just like a couple of days. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't remember. Did anyone do anyone else remember that line? It could be making a few this weeks. up. I uh, I don't know. I I I don't think it was brought up enough. But they could have said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is also like an era Thanks, where you Funke. could just. You just say you were anyone, and also if you didn't tell anyone where you were, there was no way to find you. <laughs> if you didn't call, they wouldn't know where you were. <laughs> Except he did have that phone in his car. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. oh must that, be that a long ne- cord. It, it never. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good. That was a good joke. Yeah, was... Um, but that that phone never came back, so uh, it never factored in. A lot of loose threads here. <laughs> <laughs> was the implication that his lighter was full of like oil like yeah like some sort of powerful oil that was kind of fun remember yeah, the when the the, yeah he like lights and it's like way too big yeah um, like six, yeah. six everything's bigger in texas uh lighter <laughs> i guess <laughs> um I was going to forget to do this if I didn't do this. So I have to say something. Um, This is a message from our co-host, Nara, who unfortunately was too busy to be on this episode. Nara, (laughs) we miss you. 
But Nara wanted us Hi, to say this on the po- on the podcast, and um, if anyone wants to respond to it, hey, that's what a podcast is. People saying <laughs> things and then other people responding. So Nara said, even though I can't come on the app, can someone say my my fun and okay i guess i didn't have to read that part i have a bunch of elvis movies burned to dvd that i used to watch at my cottage i don't remember clam bake but i remember watching blue hawaii and viva las vegas omg i totally also watched speedway that was the end of the thought but uh has anyone else has anyone else, i did i guess we talked about this already but no one has kind of a relationship with the other elvis movies or never seen elvis one. any of elvis's other work no I, I like some of the albums and stuff but. oh you've listened to the album i don't think i've listened i know hound dog that's the only elvis <laughs> i know a while ago i you, you know how i said i don't know anything about music Yes. A while ago, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to fix that. So I went to the Rolling Stone Top 500 albums, and it was it was all music by old white guys, but I did listen to quite a few of them. <laughs> One of them was the Elvis album, The Sun Sessions, which I thought was great. I'm sure it's mostly stolen and everything, but it mm. was a really good album. Nice. I haven't seen Viva Las Vegas, but I have seen the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas. It's <laughs> um, my closest comparison. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I I didn't know that Elvis was a was an actor. Uh, I how long did he do that for? Like I I'm kind of curious in his trajectory now. I feel like 10, 20 years. I I feel like, and I think this is kind of at the tail end of it. Is that's kind of what I'm guessing? But I mm-hmm. I think there were more in the fifties. Nice. My um, my uncle Nick, who I've uh, brought up on the podcast before, he looks like. Uh, Spike from the Super Mario Bros. movie. Um, he's a big Elvis fan. Uh, don't know why. He's got like a bunch of like Elvis collectibles. Um, that's the end of my thought. Just wanted to. T- <laughs> just wanted to tell you all that. <laughs> I'm trying to build out the Uncle Nick lore on the podcast. <laughs> oh no, I, I like this. I like the recurring character too. <laughs> oh, one second. Uh, On Wikipedia, it shows the movies running from 1956 to 1970. Hmm. Yeah. So this is near the end, but he still made a ton after, including Speedway. Which oh. I feel like people like. Yeah, I, I don't know. Just even looking at these, the titles of these films, they. They all seem very similar to clam bake. <laughs> <laughs> like paradise, Hawaiian style. Frankie and Johnny. Very come, white American. <laughs> yeah. Girls, girls, girls. Yeah. <laughs> I think it says something maybe about maybe the quality of these movies or at least their place in the cultural consciousness that like I've been criticized on this podcast for only like liking movies for and about and by old white people. Mm-hmm. And I've never heard of any of these. I've never like, <laughs> it's never even been in my realm. Like my dad loves the fifties and sixties. He's never gone want to watch an Elvis movie. Um, and Adam who loves the musicals has never encountered any of these. Like <laughs> musicals happened? are literally my favorite genre. I've been on the record saying every movie should be a musical and I've never heard, I've of, heard you any say of these movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
But it's interesting. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm glad we're talking about it. it. It's, it's interesting. I'm always interested in any kind of like, uh, on, on the, on our small soldiers episode, our guest, Tim, shout out Tim Blair shout mentioned, out. or he asked, you know, are there ever like star vehicles anymore for like bands, for new bands that come out for new artists? And I was thinking about it and they're, not really. Like, there's concert documentaries that get made now, which are kind of, like, just promotional materials for the artist. Um, you know, thinking of stuff like... There was the Taylor Swift one that came out last year. Uh, uh, I don't know. There's, mm-hmm. lo- there's lots of those. But, I, but there aren't really, like... There aren't really movies like this anymore. Well, I... No, I mean, I... <clears throat> I mean, on, on that point about, like star vehicles i mean i i think that you know it it is uh you know when we think about the uh integration of different platforms uh, all to make money um like that's you know you're looking at something like this it's you know makes you realize like oh that's a tale as old as time too it's like just trying to make as much money off of these people as possible, you know, like <laughs> we're going to make movies. We're going to make a soundtrack. We're going to, you know, press a shitty album, you know? Um, so, you know, it, it's good reminder. I think sometimes that, uh, uh, well, I don't know if it's good, but um, I also like musicals a lot. Um, and, you know, I, I, I going back to feeling uh, a little guilty that this was my recommendation <laughs> and, um, knowing going into it it was just going to be really whack um at least my definition of that um but i guess like to hear that you've never heard of this like that's kind of cool to hear that uh you've been opened up over yeah there. and don't feel bad i think it's super interesting to talk <laughs> yeah about. yeah no, i'm super guilty. glad we watched it yeah, I mean, like I mentioned the Conan O'Brien thing, like that, like when he presented it, it was definitely presenting this as being a terrible movie. So um, I think we can, you know, agree. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm I'm also fascinated by like genres, um, especially genres that were really popular that just get it like pushed into the black hole of the, the cultural consciousness. Like I've never seen I think I mentioned this to you um before before you chose this but i've never seen a 50s beach party movie and i think that's because a lot of them probably weren't very good yeah and so there isn't like a classic one to point to so they've all just gone for been forgotten but i feel like they were really popular and i think elvis movies were super popular it's my understanding and i i makes me think of like what's that thing now you know in a hundred years is no one gonna have heard of the marvel movies or or whatever (laughs) like it's hard to it's hard to say i don't know if it's that could be something else Mm-hmm. But it's it's interesting mm-hmm. to think about. That is, I never really thought about that. Like, yeah, some things just just don't stand the test of time. Like, even though they're super popular in the moment, like, doesn't hold up. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, westerns were like really popular for like forty years. Same with musicals, and now, you know, it, it's pretty rare to see a really, uh, I don't know. It's rare to to see a big budget western or a big budget musical. Not rare. I mean, there'll still be you know a handful of them every year, but uh, yeah, superhero movies have kind of taken over as the uh, dominant genre. And I'm sure in thirty years it, it it will go away. It'll be something else. I don't know what kind of shift has to happen for that to occur, but it'll definitely happen. Has to. 
right? <laughs> no, Adam, we're going to be watching superhero movies forever. Yeah, forever. that's it. <laughs> I, I will... But even... Oh. All right. Sorry. I, I was just gonna Go say ahead. I will argue that there is some emotional depth to uh, these superhero films. Um, I I was not a believer, and then I watched one, and they are a guilty pleasure now. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love a lot of superhero <laughs> films, and I do think there are obviously classics to point to, but it's just interesting to think about. Like another one, and again, not even to rag on these movies, but it just feels like, like the Twilight movies and the young adult wave. That feels like a long time ago. <laughs> It wasn't that long ago. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that that'll happen to certain things when they're like, maybe it's a it's a product also of being so popular in that moment that people get burnt out on them. Yeah, right. It kind of becomes the, I don't know, associated with a very specific time. And I don't know. I don't know what has to change, I guess, for people to put that in the past. How? Why did Westerns die? I don't know enough about the history of movies i'm just some some person i I think i think they you know there's a kind of uh social kind of social historical things that happen and you know i think genres exhaust themselves partially but also you know westerns are so popular in a time where you know kind of american mythology was so like kind of bought into and i think that kind of wore it's wore itself out with like you know war in vietnam and and whatnot and and just general cinema trends that was more kind of gritty or or cynical mm. and that kind of thing i mean um right. but then things come back around too you know like i think i think uh you know certain genres come back or 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 sprout up um for you know everybody's trying to cash in on a certain trend so i mean i think you know you're gonna see in the heights is coming out they're they're redoing west side story um mm-hmm. So maybe we'll 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 we're embarking on a new golden age of musical cinema. Whoa. Uh, oh, let's. Hope. I mean, but let's a lot hope. of that, a lot of that is you know tied to like Hamilton's uh, you know yeah. popularity, right? So, um, you know, I think that's definitely spurred like a that. huge, yeah, cultural interest in musicals again, and in kind of what musicals can can be. People just associate musicals with a very specific sound and style and. There's a there's a huge range in what musicals can be, but in terms of like the really popular movie musicals, uh, that gets kind of defaulted as like, oh well, that's what a musical is, and a lot of people just decide they don't like that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I hope I hope is a new this is a new age for musicals. That'd be great. Well, so let's hope there's a or maybe not hope there's a reboot of Clambake. Oh gosh! <laughs> they, got, that would be they gotta fix a lot of yeah. stuff in there. It'll be, it'll be, totally, it'll be ricotta. Gonna... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, ricotta. I would love for beach party movies to come back and be awesome, like hangout movies. I love hangout movies so much. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even know enough. beach party movies were a thing. That that was a genre. They they don't really they didn't really last. Like like there's mm-hmm. not like a classic, but. I know it's a thing that my friends and I do a lot in our D&D sessions. Like, we'll have, like, a beach day or something where it's, like, less <laughs> stressful. Like, you're not fighting goblins. You're, like, literally just chilling at the beach. Uh, and I think it might have stemmed from that genre, quite honestly. Just, like, the, the chill, okay, there's no problems. We're at the beach uh, vibe. Um, Fingers crossed. Westerns will arrive the renaissance again. of... 
of each of each Mark my words. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I saw that there was a. Uh, this is kind of unrelated, but uh, a Ratatouille musical exclusively on TikTok. Um, that was going yeah. On. I watched it. Oh, you watched it. <laughs> and how it's, was it? It's really interesting. It's it's it's. I think it's more interesting as an experiment than. Uh, uh, it's not the greatest film. It's not the greatest musical. Some of the songs are are good, but I like the whole like creation of it the whole process it's a very like mm -hmm. uh community created film people kind of submitted like uh all sorts of like concepts for ratatouille musical songs and then it was like curated by the person who i guess came up with the idea and um <laughs> for like months before like the actual thing got filmed and released people were like posting their you know, interpretations and ideas for like set design for how a Ratatouille musical could uh, be realized, um, dance routines, uh, all kinds of cool stuff. And I think all that is actually way more interesting than the final product itself. I wish, I kind of wish that the film itself was like, um, like almost like a compilation of all of those TikToks, all of those ideas, because they kind of try to make it into, in my opinion, like two slick and produced of a product when I think the fun of it is that it is this DIY community driven idea but uh it made me excited it made me excited for the possibility of other things like being made in that way and yeah felt, it felt like something insomniac would do hell yeah <laughs> so that so that excited me <laughs> clam bake remake uh on tiktok I don't know <laughs> Insomniac beach party movie. Yeah, yeah. Sounds, pretty, yeah. That sounds pretty fun. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be amazing. <laughs> I did appreciate a lot of like the sets, as I said, but just like the feel of like those beach scenes and stuff, and just kind of almost leaning into the unreality of those sets and like the fake sunsets and all of that. There was something really nice about that that I enjoyed. Uh, the setting moon was like really lovely was that wait was not the moon was it the sun i don't remember there was just like that glowing I, thing that that stuck out to me too so i i would i would have to agree with you yeah i liked i enjoyed those those nighttime beach scenes mm -hmm. those were those were nice Uh, should okay. we should we uh, maybe move to the wackometer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds great. I guess we we spun the official sound whack already. That was kind of we we talked about all the songs. I don't know if anyone has any anything about the songs they haven't mentioned. No, I I I think we're ready to go over. Um, should we do our our wackometer? Noise. Boop, 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 boop. You mean the, the, the noise the machine makes naturally? Yes. Uh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> let's let's that, get yeah, it real. That, that was just the machine. So, uh, yes, we, we rate on a scale of one to five. Uh, five being the most whack, one being the least whack. And as we said, whack can kind of mean whatever you want. It's we, we're, so, we're so loose here. Um, <laughs> Funky, do you want to start? Um, yeah, I, I think I will go with a solid, oh, I feel like I've been rating a lot of high ones, but everyone's been bringing a lot of whack movies in. Uh, I think I will go four. Yeah. Four. I think there's a lot of elements that I was just like, wow, what's going on? Uh, and I just, I've, I've never seen a movie like this. I don't really watch sixties things. 
and it was surprising in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with a solid four. Adam? <laughs> oh, I... <laughs> uh, I'll, uh, I echo that four. Uh, I give it a 3.5. Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty whack. Um... 3.5 but I, I i i would i i gotta see more of these beach party movies <laughs> you know like i said I, I didn't i didn't love this flick to be honest i didn't i, I didn't love it mm-hmm. but i love the idea of beach party musicals that's <laughs> that sounds like the best thing so if there's more of these if this was a big genre i didn't know about i'm gonna have to look some up you gotta show us the good ones like the really wild ones yeah yeah, I was I was gonna give it three point five as well because I think for a similar reason where I felt like I was seeing something that I'd never really seen before, but I was also getting the feeling from it that it was one of many, which was interesting <laughs> in and of itself. <laughs> like it's like I can tell this is a formula. It's not a formula I'm familiar with, mm. but and and that was very interesting. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Kelly, I have like, can I give it two? different of course (laughs) give it anything you want i think you know when when seb was sharing kind of the backstory of um all this and him like just kind of like the darker underbelly of the story but then also like the just like so much girl stuff that's happening on scene i i think i would give it a high like this is really whack at a a 4.5 maybe but then in terms of like experience um of watching um I know uh, Aram had a, a an abort counter, but I think I had like a <laughs> falling asleep counter. <laughs> so, um, I actually had to like rewatch a few parts today because I was like, did, I, did, I, did that happen? I don't remember how they got there, but um, yeah, I, I think on the excite, I guess like a take me for this like wild wacky ride kind of uh, rating, maybe a one and a half. Mm. that's where i'll leave it yeah wow Hmm. Aaron, um i think as i said or 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 as i feared it delivered on all all of what i consider uh, or it delivered on my definition of wax so i i mean i would give it a a 4.5 or 5 somewhere in 4.75 um nice but at the same time, I, I, yeah, there, what Kelly's saying is like, you know, there is that kind of experience of like, um, trying to, uh, enjoy some, or, or, or trying to watch something in a, in a different way. Um, and in terms of my personal context of like always being curious about this film, I guess, um, so that is maybe keeps it from being a total five, um, and, and just, just a few, a few nuggets that keep it from being a full five, full, full whack five for me but i kind of feel like it it, it fulfilled on all the uh, it fulfilled on all my uh uh fears and more so uh, <laughs> yeah but i'm glad i watched it i'm glad me you too. were finally able to see it after when did you watch that conan o'brien clip like in the 90s sometimes <laughs> so 
25 years in the making. It's finally, <laughs> you finally saw it. So it's a bucket list thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm so happy we were here for that. Thank you for sharing it with us. Yeah. Well, thank you for giving the forum to do it. <laughs> of course. Uh, and now this one should be, oh, my cat is walking on my keyboard. Oh my God. What's one your second. cat's name? Uh, Gogeta um, from <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Yes. <laughs> Hello, it is I, the Wackometer. I've come with the score. Who requested the score? Oh, hey, that was uh, we we did. Um, we wanted to know the score. Uh, it is three point four five. Wow. 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 That's. I mean, that's pretty that's, whack. Yeah, that's pretty whack. the whacker side of things. Yeah. Um, good. Good precedent for the party series. Good yeah. Bar. Yeah. This is the start. Yeah, you could win the the whack party. What's our prize for this one? Do we have like a whack golden mm. party hat? Ah. Golden. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. That sounds you. Good. You are the highest contender now, but also the first. <laughs> um. Also, also, Aram and Kelly, if you have any um, name suggestions, we always do some sort of pun. Um, oh. So, like last time, we were talking about movies about games and toys. We called it Whack in the Box. Mm-hmm. Um. It's hard to think of a party a party pun so with we, whack. We've got wacky cheese and project whack. <laughs> yeah, those are the ones to beat. <laughs> the bars. Be They're tough to it's tough to beat. It's tough to beat. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know. I understand. <laughs> hmm. And while you're thinking of that, I, I I have an email I need to read from a from a from a viewer. Oh my oh, gosh! Wow. Viewer email. It's from oh, it's from our friend David Silva. Woo! Hi, David. Champion of Whack in the Box series came on the pod, and um, as the champion, David had a couple of requests for us. <laughs> if you'd like to hear it, yes. So, uh, okay, David said one. Seb has to continue with his catchphrase "Hello Fantas." Done. Nice. <laughs> Check. Two, the crew has to record a podcast upside down like a vampire. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so... Or upside down like confidence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, we can do that. We can I'll do say, that for David, sure. that one caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. And I will get very <laughs> <David>. sick. <laughs> well, if I do speaking that. of getting sick, number three, that someone reviews a Scooby-Doo Eats meal on the pod. Oh, my gosh. Uh. We could so do that. So we got to buy some Scooby. Yeah, we could do that for sure. And get some Scooby snacks. Let's get some Scooby. We no, should no, all order snacks. it and eat it at the same time. <laughs> and watch a Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah. Oh, oh that's there. that's a fun idea. We'll put that. Okay, that's going on the spreadsheet for sure. <laughs> Thanks. Thank, thank you, David, for the email. Um, appreciate it. David, thank you. Yeah, thank um, you so much. Before we do our sign-off, uh, Kelly and Aram... Anything you want to plug or or say to our, our listeners? I'm not sure if, when this episode will come out, but in, in so- Seb and Khan was on Backstory. I mean, we already said that, but I guess listen to the episode a few more Yes, times. and plug Backstory. Great podcast. I listened to yeah, your really, uh, really, really interview good with Franco today. Oh, yeah, that was a great really interview. Great. Franco of Tallboys. 
um, yeah, yeah. Real Asian Backstory podcast is part of the Real Asian Film Festival. So Kelly and I are the programmers at, uh, are part of the programming team at Real Asian. So um, our festival is in November uh, every year, and we do lots of stuff around the around the clock, <laughs> around the clock, and throughout the year. Um, so uh, yeah, it, thanks for having us on. Mm-hmm. This is really fun. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, you guys are great. Y'all too. What the heck? You guys are great. (laughs) You guys are great. Stop (laughs) it. Thanks to Emma Kudlak for the logo. Thanks to Ian Mills for the music. Uh, Go to at InsomniacFest on Instagram, InsomniacFest on Twitter, InsomniacFestival.com to learn more about us. Uh, You can also go to InsomniacFestival.com to watch Insomniac the movie and play Insomniac the movie The Game which is are now released and which are uh, awesome. Um, awesome okay that's all the things next week oh next week we didn't say what we were gonna we'll figure it out right here right, we'll edit in what we're doing next week Nowhere directed by Greg Araki and if you plan to watch the film in advance uh, some content warnings the film has depictions of suicide assault and battery blood eating disorders and drug use that's nowhere directed by greg araki okay. how, right, did, how does this movie end because that's Kelly how we and Aaron, we always yeah end the episode on how the movie ends um so one of us needs to faint oh <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the oh, rest yeah. of us have to recount the plot of clambake <laughs> so Elvis is at the gas station, right? And the attendant says that must be a long cord. And this other guy has got Bye. a motorcycle. <laughs>